When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Hello and welcome. Happy Sunday, Radio 690 ADV. Joe here. I'm your host. <laughs> Thanks for stopping in. Um, we're slow rolling today because, uh, yeah, because I just, uh, that's, how I, that's how I roll, man. That's how I feel. That's, that's what I want to do. I want to roll out and drink my coffee and chill out and uh, get after it, but um, hopefully everybody had a pretty good week and you got to do the things that you wanted to do. I know the weather's getting real nice, especially here in Dallas, Fort Worth. It's getting pretty good. You know, it was really hot and humid. It felt very, very much like Florida or Houston, you know, down by the coast. I hate that. I absolutely hate it. I lived in Florida. I grew up in Florida and, uh, you could never, you couldn't pay me enough money to move back to that state and live there. It, no, it's just not going to happen. There are too many problems with that state. Uh, it's flat. Um, it's hot. It's uh, humid. And uh, <laughs> it always feels like you've got a, a hot towel or just a wet towel wrapped around your body at all times. Um, you can try to justify it any way you want to, but at the end of the day, the answer is nil, no, nada. And, uh, and I got friends that live there. I got buddies that live there. Uh, but it's there's just there's absolutely no way and i know people like oh you live in texas man that surfs the sun well i got news for you the temperature is the same there as it is here the difference is it's a much drier heat up here in dallas fort worth than it ever is going to be down there and i can deal with this that is absolutely miserable it is not much fun not only that the certain bugs that live there not going into details but anyway like i said the weather is changing it is getting better it's really for this time of the year. It's mild for Texas in the uh, uh, the Midwest. You know, to be honest with you, I personally think so. If you if you live in Texas or whatever, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I, I think it's really, I think it's pretty nice uh, overall. It's not uh, like I said, the humidity it's got pushed out, so it's just it's a dry, it's a dry heat. It's still hot. But at least, you know, you just don't have that moisture all over your body. It really sucks. It just feels like you're wet and muggy and yucky and ugh, it's awful. So, but uh, yeah, you can get out and ride a little bit because it's not too bad. We're not even in triple digits yet, um, except for down towards the real southern part of Texas over by, you know, Big Bend and El Paso in that area. They've already hit triple digits, but they usually do by this time. So, you know, it kind of is what it is and it ain't what it ain't. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, on today's podcast, you know, I, I'm going to talk about, you know, uh, used dual sports and older dual sports. I just did a video Friday on, you know, three of the best used dual sports. I'm not going to go into that. If you want to see it, it's over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 690ADV. But I want to talk about the older dual sports, you know, the ones that have really kind of been around um, and some of them are still actually in production. But, you know, some of them are, are discontinued and I still scratch my head to this day, 
trying to figure out why they discontinued certain, you know, dual sports, Renderos, you know, everybody's got an opinion on everything that's out there. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about. The older dual sports and the biasness with certain writers and whenever they make comments or if they make anything, if you're, if you're on Facebook or on YouTube or something like that, they make these just snarty comments. <laughs> it just, it just, it gets under my skin. It just gets under my skin and it drives me nuts. But for every one person that's like that, there's 10 guys that are not even remotely like that. Super, super cool, you know, so let me get a sip of water and then what we're going to do is I'm really just going to dig into these older dual sports and the ones that I personally, and this is a personal opinion, I don't care what you think, you know, turn me off, whatever you want to do. This is my personal opinion and, you know, um, and I'm not biased to one bike and what you're fixing to find out. It's it, That's not my thing because I have multiple motorcycles at my, you know, my facility and uh, I love them all pretty much the same, but they all serve different purposes. And that's the, that's the reason behind, you know, the, the motorcycles, you know, um, but, but I think I kind of pinpointed why guys are the way they are, you know, about certain motorcycles. And like I said, you know, we're going to get into that, you know, here in just a minute. Anyway, first off, <clears throat> thank you so much to everybody. Thank you to all the supporters. Thank you to everybody that's on here uh, that listens in every single week, uh, makes comments, shoots emails over. Remember, 680, uh, 690ADV at gmail.com. And our website is 690ADV.com. And like I said, you can go there. You can check out all of our stuff, uh, our YouTube channel. We've got hundreds of videos, just, just hundreds of them. Um. You know, and like I said, if you ever want to support or help out with the channel, like I said, with our new podcast platform, you can actually donate whatever you want to a dollar, five dollars, three dollars. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Every little bit counts. It helps out with all the things, cameras, video cards, uh, SD cards and all that type of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, dual sports. And it's so funny <clears throat> because I... I, I it's not one comment that actually did it. It was, it, it, it just, they pop up all over the place, especially on my YouTube channel. But I also see a lot on the, you know, on the, uh, the groups on Facebook. <laughs> what drives me just absolutely bananas is, you know, like I'll make a video on certain motorcycles, you know, and it's like, if I don't list your motorcycle, I'm like a piece of crap. Um, I got it wrong and all these certain things. You have to understand that this is my personal opinion and, um, and I base it off of fact. I don't base it off of, you know, like going, Oh, you know, what? I own a KTM 690 Enduro R and it's the best bike ever. And if you don't have one, well, you are dumb and you're a bad rider and you, you're, you just, you're buying junk. I, I don't, I'm not like that. But I'm just using the KTM because that's that's what I ride. But I also have a Honda too. There are guys that I swear to God, you know, if I'm talking about, let's just say a, uh, let's just say a, a an XR, an XR 650L, they'll come in and tell me that the DR is just it's just it's ten times the bike that the XR 650 is. It's not. <laughs> it's 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 physically not. It is just 100 percent that is false, and you are biased to whatever it is. And it drives me nuts when, when people come in and they just bash a certain motorcycle, you know, 
based off of, you know, because they don't own one, you know, they, they don't even own it or they've never ridden one or they never stood on one or even stood next to one or, or sat on one, you know, but yet they, they have this, this, you know, professional opinion of why the motorcycle um, that they have is king of the hill. And it's usually the guys that own their one bike. It's one bike. They only own one motorcycle. But if you ask them why, they're like, because that's all I need. It's the only it's the only Swiss Army knife I need in my gym. No, you probably have that one bike because, well, that's that's all you can afford. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But be realistic about it and say, hey, you know what? I love my DR. I think it's fantastic. I love all the other bikes. I wish I could own one of those bikes, or I wish I could this, or I wish I could that. But no, it just always comes out, ah, man, that bike's a piece of junk. It drives me nuts. So I'm just getting this off my chest. You know, and it's not just, I'm, not, I'm just using the KTM and the XR as reference. It, it's not just one. It's all across the board. I mean, it could be beta. It could be, <laughs> it could be, you know, uh, CS uh, Moto, it could be, I mean, God, there's so many different manufacturers, you know, you get into the Chinese stuff and then man, you, you, you want to, you want to spark a fire up, just start talking about Chinese against, you know, Japanese bikes. Holy macaroni, dude. It will literally, it'll never end. It'll never, ever end from, you know, the guys just telling you how horrible the Chinese bikes are. I hate to break the news to you. There's quite a few, uh, you know, reviews out there of guys that have gotten them and ridden them. They're, I'm not saying they're better than the Japanese bikes by any stretch of the imagination. But what I am saying is they're not as bad as you're making them out to be. They're not. You know, I get lots. I did a couple of Japanese, I mean, a Chinese motorcycle uh, uh, videos, and I got hundreds of comments of guys and emails of saying that they bought a Chinese bike because that's really all they could afford. And you know what? Thumbs up to them because at least they're riding, man. They're riding. They're getting out and they're they're getting to experience it and be part of it and really appreciate what it's like to have that soloness on a motorcycle. I I just think that's awesome. Uh but you know, but but then you you just get those guys that just, just they'll hammer it and they'll just say, it's like look man, the best bike is what you can afford. It doesn't matter if it's a KTM, a BMW, Beta, <laughs> Gas Gas, you know, uh, Husky, Honda, Suzuki. Man, I don't care. I mean, I really don't care. If you're riding, man, you win. You win if you are riding, period. And if you're from the other side and you're coming over to Dual Sport, well, welcome. Because you have just found an epic side of writing that will basically bring so much happiness and joyness into your life that you never knew existed because you're going to be able to measure riding by something that has a little dirt or a little screw that you couldn't do on that sport bike well, now you can do it you can get out and you can actually do it anyway older dual sports i'm just going to list off you know I'm not going to say one's better than the other. They all have their positives and they all have negatives to them. Every single one of them. There's no such thing as the perfect bike. And I'll go to the mat with you. You can tell me it's a DR, an XR, uh, uh, you know, a CRF or a KTM 690 or a KTM 500 or a KTM 350. Uh, no, the answer is no. It's no, there's, there's, there's no such thing. There are bikes that do really, really well on certain things, and they do really, really not very, 
<laughs> well, on the other side of it. And that's really what it boils down to. But the best bike is your bike that you have for what you're doing. And at the end of the day, that's what it is. But listing off the dual sports, and I know, God, just please, just just don't, just, just don't, you know, uh, that's an enduro. Dude, enduros are still dual sports. Because uh, if you don't know what enduro, enduro is not a U.S. It's basically from Europe, and it basically means that it is a dual-purpose bike. It is made to go off-road. It is made to be an on-road bike. Dual sport is kind of our word. Anyway, the KLR650, it's a tractor. It's fantastic. It's a great bike. I've owned two of them. I've got buddies that have owned them. I've got guys that still ride them, man. Um, you know, I talked about uh, Jay Masterson, um, Super B. He is, I tell you what, if you ever want inspiration of a guy that gets it and a guy that gets out in it and a guy that truly, I've never seen him in a picture or a video or anything where that dude's not smiling. He is truly enjoying life. He rides. He doesn't have anything fancy. He's got a homemade trailer he puts behind his KLR650. He's on his little tour right now. He does it every year. He doesn't make excuses. He doesn't whine. He doesn't cry. He basically, he just takes care of business. But there's so many guys out there that just make all these things that they have to one-up the next guy. Not him. Go check him out, man. He's on Facebook. It's Jay Masterson. And his basically, like his call sign for his stuff is called Super B. And he's got decals all over that bike. It's really cool. It's a black KLR. And, I mean, he's got 100,000 decals on that thing. I mean, I'm just being facetious but he he has a bunch he has a bunch of them on there but the guy you know he started out he's basically down in big bend and he works his way up every year and the guy truly tours he truly gets out he truly gets out in it and he doesn't have some flashy he doesn't have a bmw 800 he doesn't have a 1200 he doesn't work you know his guy's got a klr 650 <laughs> he's got a klr 650 and that's all he rides and he loves that bike he has no desire to sell it trade it do any of that stuff and he gets, and people are like, oh, the KLR just big old fat tractor can't do crap. Can't do blah, blah, blah. Well, I hate to break the news to you. The KLR 650 will go anywhere any other dual sport will go. I've seen it. I've done it. And it will happen. It's just not real good at it. But it will do it. It will handle it. It will go through single track. It will basically do the highway. It will, you know, it, it'll go down canyons. It'll go down ruts. It'll do sand. It'll do everything. It's a freaking tractor, man. But it will do it. It will absolutely do it. The DR650, I really, truly want a DR650 just to have one. I wish I had a giant barn that I could just buy all these bikes and put them in there, but I don't. But the DR650, man, you know, it's been around. It hasn't changed a whole lot. You know, I know there's a lot of guys between the DR650 and the DR400. They would kill for, you know, a change in that bike. But the, here's the deal. The manufacturers, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's that's it. And if you don't understand that, then that's just the way it is. We want to change with the KLR. We Everybody wanted a twin. Everybody wanted that sixth gear, you know. And I'm just saying, if they didn't do it, there's a reason why they didn't do it. It probably wasn't set up. It wasn't capable. I mean, there's just so many things that go into it. But the DR, both of them. If you say DR650, 
then the DR400 guys come out and say that it's better than the 650. If you say DR400, the DR650 guys come in. Just, I mean, it's a no-win situation. And it doesn't really matter which bike you're talking about. That goes all the way into Honda. And if you know what I'm talking about, if you're listening to this on YouTube or if you're where you can comment, you know, on the podcasting platform that you're on, I mean, just let other guys say it's the truth. I don't care what you say. I really don't. It, it, they, you can't help it. That's just the way it is. You know, you get guys with a KTM 690, then you get the 701 guys. Excuse me. <coughs> 701 is better than the 690. 690 is better than 701. I mean, it, it's like this battle that will never, ever, ever, ever end. So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, you got the CRF guys. You talk about the 250. Well, then you get the WR guys that come out. So, but yeah, the KLR 650, the DR 650, <clears throat> the DR 400. Um, you know, I'll tell you what I like that I think is really cool is the uh, BMW, the old 650s, the uh, uh, the the Dakar, or the Dakar edition, you know? And now I think they call it like the Serato or something like that. I think that bike is fantastic. Um, the XR uh, 650R, <clears throat> to this day, I know it was a dirt bike, but a lot of guys converted those over to dual sports. And they're great bikes, tons of power. Um, probably, it would be KTM's biggest nemesis if they kept that bike in production they did not so it really doesn't matter uh the 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 xr 600 uh the dr man the dr 350s um god man and just the list goes on and on uh the wr uh the 250s are fantastic it just man the the suzuki uh the dr 200 you know there's a lot of guys it doesn't matter what is it in the in the tw 200 the xt 250 I mean, you just see guys, but no matter what you put up there, if you're making, you know, if you're making a conversation on an XT250, you know, it just just doesn't matter. Just everybody comes out of the woodwork and talks about how, you know, the bike that you're talking about, you'll get guys that will give it kudos, but you just get, you just get those guys that come out of nowhere and just start hammering down on stuff and they have no experience. They have nothing on the bike, uh, but yet they just love to run their mouth. And I, I figured it out is that people just have nothing better to do not all some small amount small amount my opinion they have nothing better to do than to just hate that's that's it they just they just love to hate and i'll get people that'll hate on this they they just will they won't even make it this far they'll be like ah man that 690 doesn't know what he's talking about or that 690 this or that 690 that look you know what i'm not 690 690 adv is a is a community I just, uh, I happen to be Joe of the 690. <laughs> I'm not 690. You know, I, I just, you know, it, the thing is, is I have a 690R and it just so happens I put it all together and biff, bam, boom. I just, you know, that's how I made it. I got a 690. I love to adventure ride and um, 690 ADV. That's how it all happened. There's nothing fancy. There was no, I didn't fall and hit my head on a rock or something like that and it just popped out. But, all the old dual sports, <clears throat> they're all fantastic, and I get so many emails, and I get so many people that sit there and give me really good information and stuff like that on the older bikes. 
and how they love them and how they do all this stuff. But I wanted to just kind of talk and throw out all the, di- you know, some of the different uh, old dual sports. And I'm going to miss a bunch. And I already did. And that's your job to basically put it down in the comments and say, you missed this one and this one and this one. And I can't list them all out. There's too many. There's just too many of them, you know. But, you know, if you it's like on uh, um, Friday night's video, I had somebody make a comment saying that, you know, of the three bikes that none of those were dual sports. <laughs> none of them are dual sports. Uh, they're they're lead sleds or something. I'm just I'm like, OK. A, they're actually classified as dual sports. They're actually built as dual sports. I didn't even comment back on it because it's 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 just a waste of oxygen. But they are all dual sports. And people don't realize it because a lot of people don't truly know the difference between dual sport riding and adventure traveling and um and enduro riding. And <clears throat> here's the deal. If you are if you've made it this far into this podcast, enduro riding is basically going out whether it's single track dual track doesn't matter canyon riding desert riding you don't have anything on the bike <laughs> you are stripped ripped and that's it you go 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 that's it you may have a backpack on your your back with a uh uh with a water bladder something like that that's it man you ain't got nothing on there that bike's light you're hauling you're just blowing and going there's nothing on there. So basically, you're going in for the day, you're coming out for the day. Dual sport riding is a little bit of both. It's getting out in it. It's actually doing it. Every once in a while, you'll take your gear, but a lot of times you'll stay at hotels and you'll strip your stuff down. You'll go in light. You'll go in tight so that you can get in and get out, you know, and make it easy. Adventure travelers. There's really kind of two different types of adventure travelers. There's guys that adventure travel on big adventure bikes. Okay. Adventure bikes. Know what an adventure bike is. Because if you don't, then you're fixed to get informed what an adventure bike is. An adventure bike is not a BMW 1200. An adventure bike is not a 1090 KTM. It is not a KTM 690. It is not a 701. It is not a KLR 650. An adventure bike is any of those bikes that you put gear, camping, because that, that's truly, that's the word adventure. You're not truly adventure riding if you're going and staying in a hotel every night. There's no adventure in that. You may have a little bit of adventure during the day, so you are getting part of it, but you are adventure riding. You're not adventure traveling. And you need to get out in it and pack a tent, hammock, all that type of stuff. True adventure riders basically ride. Most of them camp. They get up and they do it all over again for days on end. Those are real adventure riders. Then you get the travelers that will mix it up. They'll do a little bit of both. They'll camp a little bit and then they'll stay in hotels a little bit. So, you know, it just, the thing is, is that everything is so just basically, uh, the, the terms are so misused and it just absolutely floors me. You know, I'll see these guys that they, they have all these pictures of themselves writing, talking about, oh, 
you know, well, I adventure this and I adventure that. But every picture I see of them, they're riding empty. They're riding dry, which means they don't have anything on. <clears throat> they're just basically riding. Off. And that's awesome because I would love to do that. I, I normally don't get to do that. But when we travel, we do thousands of miles and we camp every night. We stay at a new campsite every single night. And to me, that's truly adventure, you know, and I'm almost kind of stepping outside of my, my boundaries of what, you know, I'm not sitting there saying my way is better than your way. So, you know, I kind of take some of that stuff back, you know, telling you what your adventure traveling is versus my adventure traveling or my ideas, because it is my opinion. But I just think that, you know, I mean, it just, you know, my thing is, is it's just so hard to, to, to listen to guys that, you know, they've never been camping on a motorcycle. They talk about how that, you know, that, that Jeep pass was just a joke to do, but you know, I mean, I'll tell you what, go up engineer pass fully loaded down on a KLR 650 and tell me how easy it was. And I know what you're thinking. I know exactly what you're thinking right now. You're like, why would I, why would I want to take that big fat pig up the mountain fully loaded down? Why would I want to do that? That's dumb. (laughs) because that's part of your route. That's why if that's part of your route, because you got to go up and you got to piggyback down the backside of the mountain to Lake city. That's it, man. That's your road. (laughs) That's your road. You got to get up, make it or don't make it. That that's, that's, that's your deal. So, but that's, that's stuff that I'm getting into and talking about adventure traveling, you know, is, is that's, that's, how a lot of guys do it. A lot of guys are loaded down and they're going and doing this stuff. And I have much more respect for those guys than guys that just drop dirt bikes off (coughs) and just fly up the mountain and come back down and then tell some guy that they don't know how to ride because, um, you know, they're doing it their way or they're riding up there with uh, fully loaded gear. That's the adventure, man. That's the adventure. It ain't easy. And it's not for everybody. It's much easier, trust me. I've went up Engineer Mountain. I've flown up that thing on a on a my KTM, and I tell you what, I was about eighty percent loaded. The only thing I didn't have was my tent, but I had my giant loop on the back, and I had a ten ninety behind me, and I had a BMW F eight hundred GSA. Both great riders. One is a very good rider. And I flat destroyed both of them. It was not even close. It just wasn't even close. I literally just flew up the mountain and parked and wait. I, I thought they they were either dumped their bike or whatever. And I'm just sitting up there jamming out on my radio. And that and I get it. I do get it because those guys, you know, if you've got the right tool for the right job, man, it makes it real, real easy. But it's also a challenge for those guys too because I've done it on a BMW F800. Um, and a KLR 650 up that mountain and it's it's hard it's hard it's it's not much fun you white knuckle the bike so heavy because it's almost 600 pounds loaded um but you know at the end of the day to each his own to each his own so anyway old dual sport bikes all of them you know the KLR 650 the DR 650 and I'm not going to leave it out because I know there's gonna be guys the DL 650 from Suzuki the V-Strom I've owned one of those too and I've taken it through the ringer so trust me I know um you know the XRs the WRs the uh you know uh the 
betas and man all these bikes that are just awesome the ktms man i just love them all and the older bikes are just so cool the, from the scramblers you know like the old honda scramblers back in the day and all that stuff man i just wish that some of these bikes could just stay around a little bit longer and they'd make them priced right to where we can buy more bikes <laughs> it's just that's not gonna happen but i will tell you this uh yeah, if you don't dual sport and you're trying to get into it and you are listening to this, I'm telling you, man, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. It's so much fun. The bikes are just fantastic to ride. They're easy or easier to ride. I'm not going to say they're real easy, but they're easier to ride. You sit upright. They're way more comfortable. And uh, and you can go down those dirt roads, man. You can go check it all out. And you can camp on them. You can camp on them. I've actually been out with guys uh, that follow me on the channel. We've met up and we've ridden. Um, and we've, you know, we've ridden. We've adventure traveled and stuff. Nothing on anything big because everything's so jacked up these days. You know, our trip got canceled this year because of the COVID-19. Uh, but it's... It's on reserve. It's coming. We got about two more months, and then we are packing and rolling, man. So, and we're going to shoot videos, so you'll get to see a lot of it. And just us cutting up, having a good time, and that's really what it's all about. If you're not happy, don't do it. That makes absolutely no sense. But anyway, thank you so much. Have a happy Sunday. Enjoy yourself. Have a Coke. Have a beer. Have whatever it is that makes you happy. Ride your bike. Check out the sunshine. Go set a hammock up, man. Go swing out in the old outside and let that breeze hit you in the face, you know, in between two trees. Heck, go wet a noodle, man. Go catch you some fish or something. I'm Joe. Radio 69080V. Don't forget, go to our website, 69080V.com. You can hit us up anytime at 69080V at gmail.com. And our YouTube channel, youtube.com, 69080V. Check it out. We got tons and tons and tons of videos and lots of really cool neat stuff you guys have a great day thank you so much i'm joe 690 adv out